This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Possibly the worst thing that has ever happened in the entire universe. I I don't even I don't even I just need a minute here, guys. We're going to see the elves. Oh. Anyway. Greetings, weary traveler. <laughs> Come warm yourself by the fire and let us regale you with mighty tales. Tales of adventure, tales of heroism, tales of elf slaying, tales of Tamriel. I am a jealous. And uh, we're back. Arkadir, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, but you started the show with such a sigh. <laughs> For a second, I thought, okay, I think he forgot to go live or something like that happened and, you know, we are not doing the show at all. So something bad happened. Just so you know, a little uh, bit of behind the scenes, I did not tell Ark I was going to do that. He had no yeah, idea. I, I'm so confused. Uh, but I'm doing good. I'm doing How are you? <laughs> well, I mean, other than the soul-crushing... Well, I mean, Molig Ball stole her soul, but the soul-crushing <laughs> just... Oh, depression that is now happening because we have to go save the elves. Do we have to? I don't know, though. I mean... mean... (laughs) If we don't do the quests, we don't really need to save them. I'm going all-out murder hobo in Somerset Islands. I mean, I am Dark Brotherhood in every high elf NPC in the game. I'm I'm actually going to have to use that grand larceny <laughs> thing to get rid of bounty and it won't be enough. I tell you that right now. <laughs> um yeah, guys, it's Somerset. That's right. They finally announced it even though we all sort of knew what was going on. It is indeed Somerset Isle is where we are heading next. I don't know, Ark. I I don't know. I just I don't it is what it is, you know. I mean, it's unfortunately a part of Tamriel. I mean, it is a very beautiful part of Tamriel, but it's it's kind of... That's why I'm more upset. That makes me more upset. Like, the best zones, like, my favorite zones being 
Altmer zones. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's upsetting. That's why we need to clear them off the hiaz. Like we need to banish them from there, so we can actually settle there mm. in their beautiful forests and you know lush environment. Yeah. No, I mean it is absolutely beautiful, and it should be ripe for conquest yeah. for the Nords because that's what we are, and that's what we need to do. But yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like this this is one of the very few episodes that will agree on something. Yeah, we're gonna agree on the <laughs> on the nor or on the elves sucking and being awful, yeah. and we hate them. Yeah, we do. We hate all high elves. They suck. <laughs> Bosmer, okay. They eat meat. I like them. They work. Yeah. Bosmer, yeah, Bosmer. I, I don't have a problem no, with Bosmer no. or Dunmer. Yeah, no, I like the Dunmer. Yeah, yeah, Dunmer are pretty cool too. It, it's it's really just those freaking high elves. I'm telling you, I'm not arrogant. I, yeah, I mean, I really just don't like them. They they really suck. They're bloody knife ears. Yeah. Well, all right. I guess we should probably just jump right on into this. We're not going to do our tails first. We're actually going to either hold those or just not do them at all. We'll have to see because we're going to play around a little bit with um, with what we just found out. <sighs> Ark. Yeah. Announcing Somerset. Right. Let's go ahead. Actually, you know what? Let's play the teaser trailer first. What do you say? I like all it. All right. Let's... Well, if you set that up, yep, yeah. I'm ready to go. Cool. So I'm going to go ahead and start that now. I see a familiar place. Haunted by shadows. Shadows that spread across the lands. Seeking to rule over all. In the darkened remains of my home. Your home needs you now more than ever. Welcome back. weird the double audio oh yeah no for the live version it's because we had to monitor it to hear it oh, yeah okay. no that'll be corrected <laughs> the, the podcast listeners will re- not realize anything happened are the youtube viewers mm-hmm. so the joys of getting to watch it live is you get to hear all the foibles before i go through and <laughs> fix everything so <sighs> was that the crystal tower was i it? think it I don't was know. what is okay I don't know what, what Crystal Tower is to begin with, okay, so you right. have to elaborate So, the Crystal Tower is actually, like, the... I think it's in the main city, but it, it is one of the more powerful uh, buildings that was created. The elves actually created it to represent the Adamantine Tower, 
Uh, with mm-hmm. so there's that, right? Uh, but it it actually, if you really you remember how last week we talked about tower lore and how much fun tower yeah. lore yeah. is. Well, I know some people really hate tower lore, but <laughs> um, some people say that the um, that the the crystal tower is possibly possibly considered one of the, the mm. standing towers that you know hold the world in check i mean the way it's glowing and reaching the sky like a beam of arcane energy i wouldn't be surprised yeah at least in the t- at least in the trailer i don't know how the lore what the lore behind is whether if it's normally like that or it's just whatever's happening to somerset isles right now right but yeah it's a fancy looking tower. It, it is, and it's. Uh, I'm gonna let it collapse, probably. If oh, I can. well, no, I, I, I totally agree <laughs> with that. I'm gonna do the same, um, but or take it over and be like the master of all things. Uh, oh. <laughs> as you can see, I'm dying myself because, of course, this new outfit system is pretty much the best thing on the planet. So, yeah, I can't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. <laughs> um. Yeah. Dude, that was pretty epic, though. Like seriously, like insanely epic. And I, and and I feel like, you know, I don't know. I just want to take over all of it. Yeah. And my stupid kitty will not leave me alone. <laughs> Where's your auntie Kajit? Well, it's spray? right here. But she was on my lap, well, so I didn't it. want to spray because then oh. it's gonna get all over my lap and be a mess. So I mean. <laughs> It's kind of a problem. And the other issue, which I've talked about before, is finding the right pair of shoulders that work with the stupid armor. It's my favorite armor in the well, game. What, what, which ones are you trying? Well, I'm using Skin Changer. Skin Changer is by far my favorite. Oh, nothing works with the Skin Changer. Don't bother. It's just nothing works. Yeah. Um, you could... One thing that kind of works with Skin Changer is the default Blood Spawn shoulder. Because it's so tiny, I mean, it's very thin on the edge. Like, its shoulders are um, rather narrow. Yeah. So it kind of fits there. And the spikes look like they go come out of the skin changer armor rather than they're uh, like a piece of the shoulder itself. Honestly, these Grim Harlequin are about the only thing that at all work and kind of fit because they don't clip except for in mm. one little area near the bottom. But there's not much you can do about that. Yeah. yeah. But Grim Harlequin is ugly. It, That's the it, problem. Well, yeah, but it's the only thing that kind of works with these shoulders. And yeah. I wish there was the option of, like, within the outfit system, there was the option of not having any right visibility on the item. Like, empty slots, something like that. I wonder. Oh, so close. I was thinking, what if I do one of these weird, <laughs> uh, like, really, really weird, the, the epaulette things where they kind of look like they're just shoulders no. or whatever? <laughs> well, actually, that's not too terrible the breton one because it kind of does over i don't know it it's a mess and i'm not really sure yeah anyway all right let's get back <laughs> to what we're talking about let's talk about somerset so they finally came out right. they told us what's happening we all sort of re- figured that this is where we were gonna go only due to the fact that you know let's let's be frank here it, it wasn't really a secret you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It, it's not really a secret <laughs> as to... And Rich Lambert even said during the announcement that they did at a game developers conference, he was like, yeah, this is our 
worst kept secret so far in terms of DLCs and chapters. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, if you think about it, it's like when they come in and they talk about the, you know, the um, yeah, the uh, Queen Iren sending us the the message. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, mm, why else would she be yeah. doing yeah. anything? Also, apparently, I haven't finished Clockwork City questline yet, but apparently at the end of it, it's like, hint, not even hinted, it straight tells you that next, whatever's next gonna happen is going to happen in Somerset Isle. Well, or that was kind of like the, uh, I'm trying to think of the quest. The Dark Brotherhood was a good example. It kind of was like, yeah, this is gonna happen, you know? Um, mm -hmm. There's a few of them, actually. Actually, you know what? That kind of works. I like that. Let's accept this. I like it. All right. But that's why I kind of need to start questing again because I haven't done a lot of quests, new ones. So I really need to get through them. Right. So I don't miss out on the things, you know, new things. All the new things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they really did. I mean, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, which one it was, but there was an issue, not an issue, but. Um... <sighs> Dark Brotherhood, uh, um, Naru pretty much says she's going to Morrowind, and if you ever go there, you know, it's yeah. kind of like, uh, <laughs> uh, um, and, and there's, there was a few other, I'm trying to remember if there was one at the end of one of the DLCs. Uh, Rothgar, maybe? Rothgar sort of hints about this issue, well, it more or less kind of hints about something altogether different um mm -hmm. i haven't completed that yet either so yeah marwin's supposed to tell us something but i haven't finished it either so i'm not really sure yeah i am basically halfway through all of the dlcs <laughs> i mean i am halfway through rothgar i am halfway through dark brother ah. i'm halfway through thieves Gate. viper eight because... zero says orsinium final quest hinted at marwind yeah I, oh, I thought okay. so, but I was trying to remember because it's been a while since I've done Morrowind. I'm like, was it a DLC? Or... <laughs> but yeah, that one hinted at Morrowind. So apparently, you know, they they pointed really hard at Somerset. So we, and I mean, it was data mine too. If you kind of broke the fourth wall yeah. or whatever and went out of the game, yeah, that was that was kind of an issue as well. But that's why I don't like data mining. It breaks the surprise. I wanna I wanna listen to the like <clears throat> announcements and don't know what's coming. Right. You know, I I, I wanna feel that hype. No. Uh, but with data mining, you know what's coming yeah, at all times. It, I don't like I, it. I, I I agree with you on that one. Data mining is one of those things where, especially in this one, we all kind of knew, but. Like, I, I don't know if I stayed away from data mining for Morrowind and I hadn't done the quest yet or whatever. So when the announcement mm -hmm. came, I was like, what? You know, they played the trailer <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Uh, but I didn't really feel that here. Maybe it's not just the fact that, you know, we're getting Somerset. But I mean, in general, I didn't yeah. feel it because it was like, I, I already knew it was coming. Yeah. yeah, I mean, both we knew it and it's Somerset. If it was, I don't know, uh... Hjalmarsh or Whiterun region, something yes. like that, you know, something from Skyrim. I wouldn't care if I know knew it or not. I would be going crazy because <laughs> No, I'm I'm with <laughs> you. But high elves, I mean. Yeah, it's there is that level of I don't know. I I definitely feel like uh yeah. There there's could have been <laughs> a lot, but there wasn't because we, you know, 
already knew about yeah, it. We don't like anyway, that. let's go ahead and jump into some <laughs> of the big things that are going to come up here. Obviously, we're getting the oh. new zone of Somerset Isle, which mm-hmm. they had mentioned was larger than Morrowind. I will say, like, I've yeah. been questing in Morrowind, and it really does feel... I don't know. I don't know if it how to explain it, but it it definitely doesn't feel as large as Morrowind in in uh in 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 Elder Scrolls Three, and I'm not really sure why. Per se, uh, one thing is for that. Uh, one reason is here in ESO you have a maxed out speed horse. In Elder Scrolls Three. You are slow, like I think I crafted jumping spells just because of how how slow I was. I think a like, lot of it is also because my character is very powerful. Whereas in Morrowind, oh, yeah. <laughs> it took you way longer to do things because it's like swing, mm-hmm. miss, miss, miss. Yeah, hit. I mean basically here. Yeah, go ahead. No, so. I was gonna say like if you if you cheat coded or whatever and gave yourself max skills mm-hmm. and health and you were just able to run through like we do here, it, it probably yeah. would have felt a lot smaller. I think a lot of it is like mm-hmm. I said, the fact that, um, for me anyway, it's a matter of oh, like you know I'm able to run through everything really really quickly. There's no yeah nothing stopping me so therefore everything seems to go by a lot faster which is more just because i have Mm -hmm. a very powerful character yep also i mean there's the fact that navigation was an issue in elder scrolls 3 morovin 2 you had to navigate Mm. here you can just run a straight line or just open the map see where you are see where you need to go teleport places it's just a lot more convenient to go around in Elder Scrolls Online's Morrowind than it was in Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind. No, I, so I, you are correct. I guess that would be a lot of it. Because I imagine they did make it just as large in terms of actual scale because they've been doing that with the height maps of different things and trying to expand them out. Um, so mm-hmm. it, it does make sense. And at the same time, I'm just, I don't know. Like that, it... it <laughs> I say I don't know, but I I do kind of know, you know. And... <laughs> yeah, it is it is also possible to you know when you are creating a map like this or when you are creating the general game environment, uh, it is possible to scale up and down how big it feels, without actually messing up the, you know, realistic scale of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could just keep the visuals the same as they are, the density, everything, and just make it larger. Hmm. So that that is also a possible thing. Like they they may have made it more smaller to cut the exploration time shorter, so you know you don't have to go run five minutes to get to a quest objective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which I which I would have preferred. Like if if it took me ten fifteen minutes to get to a quest objective, I would have loved that <laughs> instead of just making it there in thirty seconds and start smashing stuff. And I, that's I think me. that's the modern MMO. <laughs> Coming into mm-hmm. that, trying to make it so people don't get "quote unquote" bored while while yeah. playing, which I mean, I mean, the, the other day I tried some. Like last week, I talked about how um, I did a uh, like Serenity and Tamriel kind of test thing. Yeah, and it takes exactly about an hour, like fifty-five minutes or about an hour. To start from Shorestone in the Rift, like Northern Rift, 
and do a complete full circle following, you know, follow Stonehall, Nimalton, and, you know, go south and end in, what was the name of the keep? Fulhelm Fort. So a complete circle around the rift uh, takes about an hour walking. Hmm. So that's, that's how, if you think about it, it's, it's pretty short, actually. I mean, walking speed, doing a full circle, that is, it wasn't a straight line either. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, overall, I'm I'm glad the zones are getting bigger and bigger. And I definitely feel like they should be too, because mm-hmm. yeah, we're hitting that point. All right, so very large Somerset Isle, which I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. They're continuing the storyline, uh, concluding the narrative that began in the ESO base game and continued through Clockwork City. Um, the Molly Ball one's done. Are they? I guess they're referring to the the Minfala thing. What's been going on? I'm not sure since I, you know, haven't done Clockwork City, but if I remember correctly, it's something about not just Molag Ball, but in, like a full-on Daedric conflict. See, um, so it doesn't just involve one Daedra uh, or one Daedric Prince. It started with Molag Ball, continued with whatever, and is going to continue with, well, the rest of the uh, Daedric Princes, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, and I got something here in my eye, which sucks. Um, the thing I was thinking of was, remember Darian Gutierrez, all the people who fought with us in Cold Harbor, and then they disappeared? Yeah. We never did get a yeah. a satisfactory answer as to what happened to them. I just assumed they well, we're, blew well, up. Well, no, no. <laughs> the, you actually found a book at one point, I think in Orsinium. That it was Darian mm. Gutierrez writing in a book, and he's like, I can't believe this is working. I've finally been able to control this. I hope someone finds this book. I'm lost. You know, it, oh, yeah. Like, that was something that was brought up. So, Darian mm. has been gone, as well as some of the people who helped us. So, I know that was kind of something that, you know, we. Maybe they were just blown off into the void or something. I don't know. I mean, if if they were blown off into the void, there would no way Darien could control anything from there. So I guess that's not true. Yeah. But maybe they were blown off into a Daedric realm, you know, trying to survive there. And I think that's uh, probably closer it, to what's yeah. happening at this point. Um, but mm. so if that's the story they're actually planning on on wrapping up, then I guess that is kind of neat, right? Now, I haven't done yeah, Clockwork City either. I'm still working on Morrowind. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Like, I don't know what's actually happening there. I actually just, and mm-hmm. we'll probably talk about it if we hit our tails, I just uh, did a couple of the dungeons, the Fang Lair and the whatever one of the other one was. But uh, Scale Caller? Yeah. Uh, and I still haven't finished the Horns of the Reach dungeons. I just did Bloodroot Forge the other day. <laughs> I haven't done the uh, Siege of Falkreath. I still need to do that. Yeah, Fort Great yeah. Hold. Yeah. Um, definitely need to do that because I want that house. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got to do all that. So, um, yeah, that would be interesting. I'm really curious to see if that is what we're going to see because I feel like mm-hmm. that would be cool. Because I, I mean, I love G- Derry Gutierrez. I don't know about you, but he was one of my favorite DC characters. Um, I mean, everyone has certain characters they like from every faction. I mean, AD yeah. pretty much was only one, which was Razumdar. 
which is why I'm not completely <laughs> upset because Razum Dar will likely make a huge comeback in this. And Razum Dar is my boy, or my kitty, I guess. I, I love Razum Dar, and I'm trying to arrange a marriage between him and my Khajiit just so that we can be related, you know, through marriage. <laughs> uh, we'll see how that goes. And we're in talks for dowries and things like that. And I offered a hundred high elf skulls and he kind of looked at me weird. I'm like, I don't understand. This is, this holds great value. Why are you, you know, rejecting this? But anyway, we got to hammer that out. Uh, Join the mysterious Sigic order for the first time in an elder scrolls game and explore their home Island of Arteum. Okay. I'm excited about Arteum because Arteum is awesome. And mechanic-wise, I'm so glad they decided to go with a a skill line versus a class. Mm. Because I love my Templar, and I'm playing my Warden <laughs> right now, but it's a, it's a, it's a freaking Warden. I love my Templar, right? Like, that that's that's my bread and butter. And Ark, I'm sure you're similar with your Dragon Knight. Oh, yeah. I can't, I can't play anything else but a Dragon yeah, if, now. It's if I play anything Dragon else, Knight. it's just for, like, a little that's bit. It. Like, <laughs> But yeah, not much. I can't do anything else. Um, yeah, because I love this guy. But being able to add a skill line, great. The thing that I'm really kind of concerned about is, from a lore perspective, why in creation mm-hmm. are they allowing just a mass amount of people to enter a Artaeum and b? Uh, ooh, I get to choose. It's a monk. Yeah, yeah, like. I see, the way I see it, the way I see it, when I'm playing Elder Scrolls Online, I don't, I play like what I'm going through in the quest line. I assume it's a single player experience because otherwise nothing makes sense. I mean, there are what ten million um, vestiges that fought Molak Ball and you know met the Prophet. Are there ten million? Um, Mages Guild Saviors, it doesn't make sense. Not, none of it does when you are playing an MMORPG. And I don't suppose it makes it... Well, maybe it does in World of Warcraft. I'm not sure uh, about the lore. But I feel like if you are playing an MMORPG, you have to assume when you are doing a quest that it's a single-player game. I am going to assume Sigic Order the same way. Like It will be my character that goes to Arteum and joins the Sigic Order, not... Not like hundreds of us just go there and like, hey, I, I get you found you guys. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, there is that little bit of disbelief in certain things. You just need to, you know. Well, the thing is, the way they actually describe the story is that, uh, like, and even when you're playing, that all these people got sucked in. Like, it wasn't just you. I mm-hmm. mean, even the heroes that you you took with you. Um, yeah. You know, Laris and Psy and all of them, they were trapped in there too. Apparently, like, and even the opening cutscene, the cinematic where you see yourself getting drugged in, there were other people mm-hmm. who were sacrificed right in front of you. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, but I am the vestige. Vestige. Like, among all those people, we did all the other things. Right. They, the others were just there for the war. And and you know the old last war part. And part of this is um, the mixing of single player and an MMO. Older MMOs 
really didn't have a lot of quests. And when they did, they mm. were very generic. Like, oh, you've went and done this. Or, you know, like, go help. They treated you as a nobody, right? You mm. weren't anyone special. You were just yeah. <laughs> the player character, right? It's mm. the mentality of the single-player game to make you a hero, right? Um, yeah. As as games and MMOs started to take on more of a single-player focus, which is a whole other argument that I'm really not going to get into at this point, um, they had to make the, the storyline and quest that made you the hero character, right? Well, that it's kind of you have to suspend disbelief because everyone is doing the exact same quest. Whereas in other games, it was really... They, they designed it in such a way that the quest that you were doing... And, and given, they were much older at the time, so they weren't necessarily what I would consider fun quests, like go kill 10 rats, that mm-hmm. joke. But it was... Yeah. <laughs> the quests you were offered were things that you could see as being repeatable, like go quell the wolves. Yeah. Well, that has to be done every once in a while. So you could see why other players <laughs> were also getting it. You know, and then the quote-unquote mm-hmm. epic quests tended to focus more around your class or your order or some faction. So you could understand multiple characters getting it as well, because it's like, okay, you know, think of the crusades. We're sieging Jerusalem. First man over the wall gets it. Well, everyone was given, you know, the same quest per yeah. se. It's, you know, you know, cause they didn't, uh, oh, we're going to give it to this one guy. And if he doesn't make it, we're going to pack up our, our belongings. <laughs> we're going to leave Jerusalem to the Saracens and we're just going to go home. No, they didn't do that. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. It, 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 you know, vice versa. Uh, Saladin probably didn't say that to his men either. Like, Oh, yeah. If we can't take Jerusalem, this one guy, we're just gonna, we're going to go home. All right. It's all good. <laughs> We'll we'll let uh, we'll let these guys just just have Jerusalem. We don't care. Um, no, didn't work that way. Whereas in this one, they do try to make you the hero, right? That you are mm-hmm. the hero. There's a reason why you're a hero, um, and then you just have to pretend like no one else is the hero, even though we all know we are. Yep. But that that's definitely stems from single player games. And the idea that the narrative has to be this super compelling, you know, like novel s story. Well, who's going to be the hero character? Because you, you could also do it along the lines of, um, oh, what is the game that I always make fun of my wife for? Uh, Legend of Zelda. Mm. Okay. Mm. Why is it called Legend of Zelda when it's Link who does everything? You know, like <laughs> I don't know. I never played it. I always and my wife who will probably hear that and I'm waiting for her to come stomping down the steps with a with an explanation, <laughs> but I always joke with her about that because, you know, you know, it Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like <laughs> The idea is that you were just the nameless hero is something that no one likes to do. And like when when they are like, okay, well, we're going to let you be the nameless hero and you're going to help someone else. There's also the complaints of, well, I did all the work. Why is this person being the hero? And you actually see that a lot in a game that I'll say actually does a fairly good job is uh, World of Warcraft. Because Mm -hmm. they are very much, they all cater a very big single player type experience. Um, And but they do a good job in making that yeah the player character was there but they don't really name you by name but 
like all the people yeah. who you were playing with, Thrall and, and and Jaina, even though she's nuts now, and a few of these other people, like they become the heroes, right? Those are the ones we the stories mm-hmm. are told about. Anduin, Rin, even though we're the ones who do all the raids and everything like that. Uh, yeah, you're you're just there helping them during I, I, all the stuff in in the World of Warcraft. Right. Yeah, like you're. You, you are the soldier, not the not the hero. Not there. the hero, exactly. And and I prefer that because then it kind of gives you that little sense of disbelief. But anyway, I see I'm being trolled by Bellowin. So jealous. I hear you have big plans to go play the new Arc Age Fresh Start. Finally convinced Eastern MMORPGs are not so bad. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm being trolled because Eastern MMORPGs suck. <laughs> yeah, but are, aren't you playing uh, BDO? What's, yeah. what's the name? No, yeah. no, and yeah. and I Black Desert and Online. the reason why I've even been playing that is due to the fact that a lot of the systems in it are very similar to Ashes of Creation. Uh, which, if you're not mm. following that, check out our other podcast we do from the Ashes. Shot a little little bit of a pimp there, um, <laughs> but that game has a lot of. It's being developed by a Western developer, thank goodness. Um, but it has a wait. Aren't they Korean? Black Desert is, but Ashes of Creation isn't. But a lot of oh, you you are yeah. Okay. A lot of the systems within those games mm-hmm. um, that Western MMOs don't tend to have, uh, this one does. So we are playing BDO to kind of get used to the type of game that it is. Because oh, I see. games like ESO, which I love for the story, and a lot of the mechanics, they just they don't play the same way. There's no node control. There's no animal husbandry. There's you know mm-hmm. things that are more sandbox like are just not in this game, and it's not how it's developed. Um, but yeah, so she's trolling me pretty hard because <laughs> Eastern MMOs just they suck. Anyway, all right, let's continue on from the story here. Uh, well, we actually talked about Sigic Order. Home of Arteum, skill lines. We talked about that. No, yeah, before before moving forward from Sigic Order, mm-hmm. there is there is one point I want to make. The Sigic Order lore nearly doesn't exist in Elder Scrolls series, right? I, I am I am correct. I that? you know, and I I do believe that because it. See, I played all the Elder Scrolls games, but I mean, obviously, I played way more in Skyrim and Morrowind. Mm-hmm. I do not remember, for the life of me, the Sigic Order being mentioned at all in Morrowind. Like, they actually show yeah. up in Skyrim. I don't... And that's just for one scene, and they are never... Like, they, we just see him a couple times, I think, a Sigic Order monk, and he doesn't explain a single thing. He's just... He's like, okay, do this, I'm There gone. might be a that's... lore book that's available in Morrowind, about the Sigic Order, but that's about it. And it and it's mm-hmm. more or less the history of, yeah, we didn't like the fact that you know magic should only be for us, and no one else. We're gonna go ahead and leave, you know. And that's yeah. pretty much all we knew about this Sigic Order, even mm-hmm. in Skyrim, until the one guy showed up and went, "Yeah, this this thing is too powerful for mortals to have, so I'm just gonna take it." Which now <laughs> makes me think. It's these guys have a lot of weaponry. Like if they really wanted to, yeah, I mean, they have a they have a lot of pot. They stop time in uh, Skyrim. Like they they just stop time, and that's something you do as a Dragonborn after 
learning three very, very powerful words. Yeah. And to be honest, Skyrim's Dragonborn is a bit OP, like unnecessarily powerful. Uh, being able to use all that just that easily. Um, so Sigic Order monks are rather extremely powerful people. And Rich Lambert explained it during the announcement a little bit that um, before they left, uh, I didn't know this until he said it, uh, apparently Sigic Order monks were um, advisors to the world leaders, like leaders of Tamriel. Uh, and one day they just get recalled to the island and poof, they're gone. Right. And I mean, technically in this timeline, the reason why uh, Valeris, uh, the mage lead... Wanna Scalarian? Yeah, Scalarian, there we go. He was originally a, a monk of Artaeum. So was Man of Marco. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, they were like, screw this. Uh, well, it was more along the lines, we know Man of Marco, he had other plans. I don't know why he yeah. didn't go stay with Artaeum, though, because... I don't believe that. Well, maybe I'm trying to remember because they were they're very open when it comes to magic. I don't think they banned it. Maybe they mm -hmm. did, um, but yeah. The the I mean the way I see it, Sigicorder monks are more like we are scholars and we are not gonna get involved with anything. More like graybeards, you know. I mean, we have the power, but we are so powerful that we are not gonna deal with any of Tamriel's, you know politics or wars or conflicts right uh so if money marco wanted to do something weird like i don't know raise an undead army uh, <laughs> they may have banned him from sigic order not because he practices necromancy or ending but because he wanted to use it that's my theory on on money marco's leaving you know sigic order I... I guess, yeah, it makes sense. I, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I just with them, I almost feel like you know, how do I want to say it? That they, why would they want him to go? Right, like. I just feel it is also possible. Money Marco left Sigic Order, not. You know, he didn't get banished. I think, he, I think he, he left. I just don't know why he would want to leave unless they explicitly were like, yeah, no, we're going to ban necromancy. Or maybe he was just along the lines of, I'm hemmed in here. I'm not going to be able to do anything. You know, uh, I'm kind of at a loss here with what I'm allowed to do, per se. So mm -hmm. I guess it's either leave or forever be under the sway of these guys who aren't going to let me do anything right yeah yeah i mean imagine you imagine you're a dragonborn from skyrim what would you do if graybeards were like okay you're a dragonborn you know you defeated alduin and all the things you did you saved the world and they were like okay your power cannot be used in the world so you are going to be monk like us and you are going to be a pacifist you are going to live with us at high rothgar i mean i would leave that's that's a boring life. You need glory. You need yeah, you, 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 yeah. you need the fights. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. So maybe he was in a similar way. I mean, hey, we are not doing anything here. I am bored. I want more power. I want to mess with Molak Ball and get myself punched. <laughs> so he yeah. left. Yeah, you know, it, it's very much could be the case. Uh, I don't know. I just I'm trying to remember the story as to why he left in the first place. But him and and Valer, but Valeris left on. Uh, 
Ugh, I'm eating cat hair. Because he had a... Um, <laughs> ugh. Ah, that's a long cat hair. Um, a, a fundamental view difference with mm-hmm. um, the Sijic Ord. He believed that magic should be for anyone who has the capacity to do it. Yeah. Whereas Sijic Monk was like, nah, too powerful. We can't let anyone have it but us. So... Yeah. That's kind of I, I understand why he left, and that's why I formed the Mages Guild, and then of course Mana Marco joined with, and mm. but all right, well we talked about the the Sigic Monk uh, line. Uh, they didn't really show us much other than the fact that they're going to be able to reverse time. Do we want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean uh, apparently there's this, there will be a skill mm-hmm. that is basically reverse time. At least the morphs are. I don't know the non-morphed version but the morphs are uh, going to allow you to reverse time and it's basically just you know going to push you back in time four seconds and you will get your resources back you will tell be teleported to your position at where you were uh, four seconds ago and it's obviously going to be an ultimate because otherwise that would be weird um, yeah i guess I mean, if you, you know, there, there are no cooldowns except uh, ultimate skills in Elder Scrolls Online. And if you could spam a spell that puts you back four seconds ago in time, you could just spam it back to Marithic Era. <laughs> <laughs> and don't think I've ever heard it put that way before, but yeah, okay. I guess. <laughs> so it has to be an ultimate. Um, but will, uh, is it going to be a useful ultimate? Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe in PvP, you know, for burst damage. Well, you... it would also be something that you could save yourself from burst damage because it would re- reverse any damage oh, yeah. done against yeah. you. Uh, but the other thing I was thinking might be, like, I was thinking as a Templar because we all know as a solo Templar, um, we mm. have an issue of resource regeneration. Like, we do. Oh, You yeah. know, because we're probably one of the strongest support characters in the game for other people, mm-hmm. but not a lot for by ourselves like our spears for regenerating stamina are amazing but you can't use your own spear as a synergy so you don't get that benefit the only real uh resource saver if you will for us is a passive that just makes all of our stuff four percent less cost less you know which i guess Mm -hmm. is okay but to me it's it's not enough right (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and, and many people say it's not enough once upon a time and in, in beta it was actually a lot better than what it is now but unfortunately you know we we don't have what we had in beta they've changed it just the four percent reduction um but i feel like that's something mm-hmm. as a templar could be of of great use four seconds ago after spending a whole bunch of it and being able to use that and get all of that back that mm-hmm. pretty useful. Yeah, I feel I feel like it can make its way into um you know best in, being a best in slot ultimate for you know healers, tanks, and DPS alike. Right. Because yeah, I mean instant resource regen get ge- regeneration and you know being back in where you were, which I feel like is gonna cause a lot of troubles. Okay. I a lot of people will get stuck at random places. At least that's how I feel like. I don't know. Um, I feel like it's going to be a buggy skill for for at least a couple of weeks. You know? Really? Which could be... Yeah, I mean, it's going to well, I mean, I guess... teleport you back. Yeah. 
in a place you were four seconds ago? What if you were in the air at the time? Like, what if you jumped? And uh, what what's it going to do? Will you, will it put you back in the air? But what's what ex how exactly is it going to work? Uh, well, I you know I guess that is correct. There, <laughs> it could be it could be that issue. Um, I don't know. It will be fun to try to break it. I like it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm I'm definitely going to try. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but I definitely am glad they're adding spell lines because I I am I'm big into my class and I really don't mm -hmm. want to have to deal with. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And another thing, apparently, is by the way, like unlike Dark Brotherhood or Thieves Guild or whatever, this isn't a guild focused skill line. This is actually a combat skill line with five active skills and five passive skills and an ultimate. So this is a normal useful combat capable skill right line. right no I, and now this is actually seen i seen something that uh was thrown out of course by the detractors and whatnot uh and before they changed the way the skill lines were because they didn't want people they made them all passive so it wasn't something that you technically needed this is mm -hmm. now going to be locked behind morrowind or not morrowind somerset isles a combat skill line is now going to be locked behind a DLC. Is yeah. it? You can't get it unless you mm. have Somerset. Mm. Yeah, but it's kind of the same as adding a class. I mean, Warden is locked behind Morrowind. You, no. You, it, wait, no, yes, is it? it is. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's the same argument. I mean, but I know, of course, we have the detractors going, is this now considered a pay-to-win feature? Hence why this game really should have just stayed subscription and be done with it. But anyway, because then you don't have to deal with all this crap, you know. Mm -hmm. But people are like, well, is it now pay to win? Because now I can't get that skill line. And if that becomes a meta skill for all builds, am I going to be forced to have to buy Somerset? Which if you're playing this game, I don't know why you wouldn't anyway. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and the other thing is for, I guess, the poors out there. I'm going to call them the poors. Um, who are like, well, you know, I can't, you also can't buy it with crowns, right? Like you, you can't buy it with crowns. You, this is one that you only yeah. have to buy. So if you were subbing or whatever, and you're like, well, now you have to buy an expansion, which for those of us who play MMOs, it's not really anything new, you know, like we've, we've done mm -hmm. this in the past. I, 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 I never get these arguments. I, I really don't. I don't get these <laughs> arguments. I don't, uh, th these people kind of drive me nuts. It's kind of of the notion that if you can't afford to pay for that, why are you playing games at all? Maybe you should consider like, you know, improving your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's not that much in the grand scheme of things. Now, I do feel bad for like Ark. I know you have issues uh with physical side of things just because the country you're in yeah. and whatnot. But if you don't care about the physical, you could still get it digital and I mean yeah, I mean, it's in in my my case is a bit, um, I guess, isolated because the currency difference. I mean, yeah, the basic standard edition is also very expensive, but that has nothing to do with um, you know Zenimax Online's pricing or anything. It has something to do with how messed up our economy is currently. Right. <laughs> so it's it's not a problem with the game being paid to win or anything. It's just uh that the country i am in is messed up right and i mean <laughs> some other countries as well have that because of course zenimax is a u.s based company everything's going to be off the u.s dollar uh you're kind of cutting off but i'm not sure if it's just discord or 
Um, are you cutting off on stream? I don't as know. Well? we'll we'll I guess we'll let them tell us. <laughs> yeah, if if you guys notice something like that, please do let yeah. us know. Because if it is, then I can always just like restart the call or something, and you know, we'll yeah. fix it in post. Um, ah, I, I want to kill this guy. But I don't think I can do it on my own. Um, <laughs> no, and and I don't. It, it that's just kind of how I feel about it. I mean, I I just other countries being the exception. But yeah, they say it sounds good, so it must just be on on your side. Um, oh, pay okay. to win, uh, Clan War, pay to win be a sword in the crown shop, not an X back. I I tend to agree with that when it comes to MMOs in general. I mean, expansions are just that they expand, they expand the feature set, and if you want those access, then you have to pay for it. And to be frank, other mm-hmm. games, other MMOs, for instance, that actually you know have a good business model. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you don't have the expansion, you can't play. Like when the new expansion comes out, that mm. is the new norm. You're not, they don't go, Oh, you can play everything but this. No, 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 no. You don't have this. <laughs> you're not getting it all. I think world of Warcraft just recently changed how that is. Like you don't need the expansions, but once upon a time you did. Like when a new expansion came out, if you didn't have it, you were not playing anymore. Um, I think they changed that pretty quick because it was causing an mm-hmm. issue. Um, but w- especially when it came to big features and stuff, they they definitely added those in. So I guess that's how the end of the thing goes. But even in those games, like if there was a, a class or something, you were intentionally limiting yourself. And... I mean, even in, in World of Warcraft, even today, while if you don't have the new expansion, you you are limiting yourself because they normally raise the level cap. This game doesn't raise level caps, but they do. And you're stuck at the previous, wherever you left off expansion. So if it was level 60 and everyone else is 110, well, guess what? <laughs> you cannot expand past level 60 ever. So you had to buy it or else your game was what the other expansion was, and eventually it's going to get very lonely as everyone moves on. This game is a little different. I mean, there there is no winning against the pay-to-win arguments if the game is not subscription only. Like It's never going to happen. It will always be there. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, as, as long as they do something like an item that is crown only, for example... Um, you 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 have to purchase in a crown store, and it's I don't know, fifth set bonus is kill anything in your way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think uh, it's going to. It's a thin line, yes, but having a skill line in an expansion, I don't feel like that's pay yeah, to win. I don't either. Now here's a question I want to ask you because this is gonna be fun. Um, uh, and and since Bellowin brought it up about, uh, oh, I just gotta follow here. I didn't see it, so I'll have to watch it later. So hello, whoever that was, because I wasn't paying attention when the sound went off. Lotus of Doom! There we go. Hey, Lotus, check him out. Oh. He streams a lot. He's hey, awesome. He's he's a pretty great guy, so check out his channel. Um, There, shout out as well. <laughs> what was I saying before this? Oh, she brought up the idea of the Fresh Start server, which is fun because in this game, that was a free-to-play game, 
And Rift recently did this as well, where they did Rift Prime, where what they essentially did was made it a sub-only server, and they removed, well, in that hmm. game, they removed a lot of the cash shop. Would you start over if they offered a subscription-only server for ESO with no cash shop? So, like, if you didn't pay the sub every month, you couldn't play anymore. Unless you went to the free uh, play or whatever server. Depends on two things. First, who's going to be there? Like how many of the people I am playing are going to be there? But that's the social part of things. So I'm going to assume everyone is going to be there. Um, <laughs> it depends on <laughs> it depends on how much the subscription will be. Well, I be. mean, it would be the same as it was before in most cases. Then, yeah, because I'm already subbed. Yeah, anyway. it would just be... The... <laughs> I mean, I am subbed and I am paying for the expansions and you know if i want to buy something like a one of those limited time houses i also need to get crowns which i never do because they're expensive for me uh, but hey if there was an option i would yeah. go <laughs> no question that's it's but it's a completely economic choice in my case yeah because that's what that is that is the primary thing for me for the reasons i've explained earlier right i mean if i was getting paid in dollars or euros or rather, well, living in Canada, America, one of the European countries, working there and getting paid in that currency, um, then I would still, well, go to the subserver. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I would go to the subserver even if it was more expensive in that case. Right. In my current state, I would, have, I would choose whichever is cheaper for right. me. But if I'm economically available, I don't care how much more expensive the subscription model is. Uh, or rather subscription-only model is, I would go yeah. there. Yeah. I'm definitely curious, and I'm actually curious what uh, what our listeners think. So definitely leave us a comment or send us a mail. I'm really curious. I I would love if they did that. And then, you know, add all the, all the cosmetics they add in the cash shop as part of, like, rewards for achievements or doing stuff for the expansion. Or, you know, even if it was quote-unquote limited time, like all the stuff they released for that month or whatever or that quarter tie it to the expansion doing doing mm-hmm. that DLC at the time of launch you know tie it to stuff in there you know and you can unlock these rewards i would be all over that you know <laughs> yeah in fact i probably wouldn't think about any Maybe other game day. ever <laughs> <laughs> because that would just have me hooked for all all time like that would just be yeah. that would be it. I mean, I I still I still remember the week that they announced um, buy to play model. Like they they were switching the buy to play model, and how depressing the entire Elder Scrolls Online community was. Yep. Like that week on Twitter, it was it was chaotic. I still think about. I it. remember getting scolded. <laughs> I remember getting scolded by T- by TS Fangirl. <laughs> that's that's my most certain memory. She scolded me like I was five years. Oh old. yeah, she did the same for me too because <laughs> I was not happy. Yeah. Um, um, that was that was a low point in Elder Scrolls overall ESO community people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we. But I'm not. We we pulled through. Uh, yeah, we did okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. No, I uh, more or less. I went from a total fanboy. I was the TES, TES fanboy 
to <laughs> I love the game, but I hate your monetization policies. Like there was definite shift in my attitude toward this game when it went by to play. Like you almost canceled. The oh, show. I did. Oh, I did. <laughs> and quite frankly, if it wasn't for our awesome community who sent me tons of messages going, please don't leave. We need you. You know, we love your show. You know, we want to keep it going. I I would have left, like, cause I just didn't want to be a part of it, and, <laughs> yeah. I, and I I pretty much came back and said, yeah, I'm I'm going to you know do what I do, and I will continue doing what I do, but it's not going to be all fanboy like it was before. I'm I'm going to just you know complain, which is also probably why <laughs> you know Zenimax doesn't deal with me anymore because I don't fanboy everything, but. <laughs> That that's neither here nor there. Yeah, well, it, it does it does I assume put them in a difficult situation. Yeah. The community. Oh yeah, no, it it definitely does because they get they get uh, directives from up above, you know, mm. to only really support the people who, uh, quote unquote, white knight their game. They don't they don't want to support someone who's gonna go. Yeah, your your monetization sucks. You know, like that's that's just how it is, and I understand that from a business perspective. I mean, if someone came up to me and was like, "Okay, I want to talk about your show," you know, can you support? You know, give me a shout out or whatever. I'm going to talk about your your show every week. Mm-hmm. But them going, "Oh well, their audio quality sucks," or they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> or, you know, I'm like, well, yeah, I'd probably sit there and think, well, maybe I don't really want to, you know, <laughs> be, you know paying this guy or however you want to do it. However we would talk about it in order to, you know, it makes sense. Like you want good, (laughs) good. And I mean, I do love the game. I think their developers do an amazing job with their stuff. Their mechanics are amazing. There's a lot about the game that is amazing. Monetization is not one of them. I I mean, the way I, the only thing, the only single thing that I, got to complain about Elder Scrolls Online up until this point, like since early access, you know, doing, being a co-host on this show for over a year, I think now. Uh, it's longer than know. that, my friend. <laughs> um, you, I might think not, you might try to hide it, but no, it's way over a year at this point. <laughs> I think monetization was the only single thing yeah. that I was, I got to complain. Like nothing else. Yeah, no, and I I agree, and and this comes from me being a big fan of sub only models, obviously, because mm-hmm. and even even the crown store and things of that nature, like I'm not real fond of because there's not a way to earn things in game, and I feel like that is definitely a something I miss from other games. Going for these hard achievements mm-hmm. and rewarding with a mount and doing stuff like that. This game does do that. They've never added a mount into the game that you can earn by playing. Never. They might add a pet which is tied to you buying an expansion or DLC, (laughs) a costume once in a while for doing like the hardest thing in the game. But that's it. I mean, I I like the idea that there are skins for doing hard mode DLC dungeons because that's something you you can show off with. Yeah, but they're few Um, and far between. Something I never got. (laughs) Few and far between. Compared to the amount of stuff they add I in think... the cash shop. Anyway, we're get we're oh, getting yeah. off topic oh, yeah. here, and I, I think we should yeah, probably yeah. <laughs> go back to it because we're not even done yet with you know all the stuff. But 
yeah, it's either yep. here nor there. Um, let's go ahead and move right back into, let's see, the new combat line, which we talked about. Ooh, jewelry crafting finally coming. Oh. Um, you'll be able to craft jewelry of all your favorite jewelry. sets. So now I I can actually craft like my Hunding's jewelry um, mm. and then be like two crafted sets, which is... Yeah, this is going to throw everything off, man. This is going to throw... Like the entire everything that has been theory crafted up until this point, it's all. Trash I, I'm now. super. Just put it in the bin and well, do it again. Yeah, definitely. But I'm super excited at trying out one of my favorites, oh, which yeah. is uh, Hundings, and then um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the uh, Clever Alchemist, because you always have to be spamming potions. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness, that's gonna be insane. Yeah. See, what I'm thinking is mechanical acuity and clever alchemist, mm. like insane burst. Maybe I don't know. It, that definitely could weapon power yeah. from clever alchemist, and you know, five seconds, hundred percent critical chance from mechanical acuity. Dude, that's gonna hit hard. I feel mm-hmm. like at least. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also now this is actually gonna put a big. I can imagine this putting a very big hamper on the golden merchant uh being able to get gold being able to upgrade jewelry like because i have purple uh Mm -hmm. automaton rings in my bag um now i'm gonna be able to actually uh upgrade them to gold and not just deal with yeah whatever it was grinding and grinding and grinding yeah yeah, so that's good. Well, here's the thing. I wonder what materials we are going to use for jewelry crafting. You know, that is interesting. Yeah, I'm very curious at that one. Uh, the other thing I'm curious about is they're also adding th- um, three new traits to jewelry. So you're not going to have robust, arcane, and healthy anymore. Well, you will, but you'll also gain mm-hmm. three more. And one of them that they gave us was bloodthirsty, which is uh, the lower they oh. are to health, the more damage you do. <laughs> uh, so it's essentially the execute one. I'm curious how that's going to play yeah. with the meta of, of that's good. That's going to be brutal in PVP. That's for sure. Like it's all I could say is Somerset better add a <sighs> lot of skill points because I already have 133 points put into <laughs> crafting. And now I'm going to need more in order to max out jewelry crafting. Mm-hmm. I already have like little, I'm... little less than a third. Ooh, I got another follow from somebody. Oh, subscribe! Oh, wow! Thanks, bud. Oh, uh, Viper eight zero. Thanks for the sub, buddy. Really appreciate that. Um, that helps to go fund what we do here at DCN and uh, lets us keep doing our shows, which we've been doing for like five years now. <laughs> it's actually funny. It's we've been doing this for like five years. Five years. What did you? You started before, like, during early beta days mm-hmm. of uh, ESO, yep. right? And yeah, yeah. We were years. essentially 10 weeks before launch is when we started. Yeah. Man, five that's... years we've been running DC. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that. Anyway, um, also, <laughs> Viper, make sure that if you are part of our Discord, which uh, our type of... Type an exclamation Discord in chat for me. Hold on. Um, right away. And uh, if you link your Twitch to that, you'll gain access to our DCN supporters channel, 
which will allow you to see when I post episodes early because I post episodes at least a day early for anyone who subs to us on Patreon or Twitch. So you'll get links to all that. So you'll be able to listen to this early if you don't get to see us live. But you're here live today, so this is about as early as you can get. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yeah, jewelry crafting. That is, I was so excited about that because I'll tell you what. One thing that really annoys me is not having, and this is kind of a pet peeve, and of course there's a little bit to it, but not being able, when you get dungeon gear, not being able to get uh, mm-hmm. gold versions because Vet doesn't give yeah. you gold versions. So you're sitting there going, man, I really wish I had freaking, you know, gold automaton, but it doesn't come on that. <laughs> so I have to wait for it to hopefully one day show up on the golden vendor, but yeah, now I don't have to because you'll be able to upgrade it. So I am super excited about that. That's probably the thing I'm most excited about this entire expansion is that. Now I am a crafting, crafting little nut. So I mean, oh yeah, you yeah. are. I mean, <laughs> I have over a third of the skill points <laughs> totally available in this game dedicated to crafting on one character, and it's the character I play. So it's not like it's an alt. It's my character. So yeah, <laughs> that is something that's interesting. New 12-player trial, Cloud Rest. I haven't done the other two trials from Morrowind yet. Yeah, me neither. I, I, <laughs> ever since I went back to European side, European, European mega server, I haven't done a trial. I haven't done trials. I mean, the only trials I were doing with Wings of Fate trial nights. Yeah. And but we stopped doing those. I haven't. So yeah. that's kind of... Like, last three trials, I don't think I've done yeah, them. Yeah, I'm not... The most either. recent one is Malo Florkaj, I yep, think. Same here. I haven't done the one in Morrowind, the Halls of Fabrication, or the mm-hmm. new Asylum, whatever. So I actually... Asylum Sanctuary. Yeah, I have to find a group of players to actually do that on. So I will eventually do that. But <laughs> new 12-player trial. Um, take on new group PvE challenges, including Abyssal Geysers. What do you think that is? Is that just world losses or? I thought, I mean, when I read that, I just thought it was something like, you know, in Craglorn, there are magical anomalies. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Something like that, perhaps. So not world boss, but world event kind of thing. Okay. I mean, like dolmens, like anomalies, uh, something like that. And you're, well, Technically speaking, there haven't been anything like dolmens which spawn every once in a while because, of course, they don't actually... The story no longer exists outside of uh, that particular Mm -hmm. area, so that makes sense. But the other thing I was thinking of is, since we haven't seen that, uh, since essentially Craglorn. Craglorn was the last one of those random where you could show up and there may be an event going on or not. No other one has that other than mm-hmm. the world bosses, which are, you know, if they're up, they're up kind of deal. So yeah. I'm curious to see what that, and I'm always big for any kind of group type play. I mean, it's an MMO, right? It should have group play. <laughs> so yeah. uh, definitely, definitely think that yeah that's there's something i've always wanted in eso that is lacking is that a world event so difficult that you actually need a lot of people not just three or four capable people but like there's no way to solo it there is no way to complete it 
as with a four-man group. You have to be actually, I don't know, 20 people there just doing the event, try-harding try it and waiting for it to spawn, maybe random location. I want something like that in ESO. And I hopefully, maybe, maybe just hopefully, it'll be something like that. I don't know. No. I... What's, what was the name again? Uh, what, for... Uh, the the thing, uh, abyssal geysers. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, no I don't know either. I, it, it's definitely one of those things where I'm just like, <sighs> I I know what you mean. The world bosses that spawn once in a while, where it takes tons of people to actually do it. Mm-hmm. It's hard with this game because everyone's so self sufficient with everyone having well can have access to heals and how that all works and certain builds being super good at sustain. Yeah. That you know you can you can do this kind of stuff. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they did a good job, especially with the Rothgar world bosses, where they weren't soloable, and mm-hmm. then they went back and retroactively changed a lot of that in the game. Because remember when they used to be there, you could solo them in the open world. They weren't really anything special. Yeah. Well, that's no longer the case anymore. They changed mm-hmm. how all of that they're, works. They're quite difficult, but. But I would still have them be more difficult. Like I want world bosses. I want world events to be a challenge like a veteran DLC dungeon or a trial level difficulty. I mean, or rather at least some of them, you know, very rare events maybe. No, I'm... I want something to look forward. I want something to just run around in the map and someone yells, okay, whatever it is, it's spawned, I don't know, right next to the rift and, and everybody just hops on their horses and tries to get there in time and you fight like guild wars i think it was dragons and guild wars yes, too, right the, yes the dragons a and- massive event that you have to be there has to be a lot of people fighting it some i i want something like that something exciting mm-hmm. no i i agree and this is actually other older games actually had raid bosses that would appear in in the world that you could fight um mm-hmm. and when they spawned and this is something that Eastern MMOs tend to do right now, which is the whole idea of um, when a world boss spawns, there's a message going, hey, something big is yeah. coming. You better get out there. And people run out and try to do it. Um, I I enjoyed when that stuff happened. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Even like like we were talking <laughs> about earlier, BDO does that. When a, when a world boss spawns, the entire server gets a message. And then when it dies, the entire server gets a message saying that, you know, it had been there. And that was neat yeah. because when it spawned, you went out looking for it. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. Exactly. You see, that's that's what I want. Yeah. No, I agree. That is and especially if they offered good rewards, specifically cosmetic rewards that only come from that as a super rare chance. I'd be out there farming that till mm-hmm. I got everything, you know? Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. See, when I first watched the trailer of Elder Scrolls Online, I assumed Dolmens would be that. Dolmens would be to would be the very difficult content that you have to gather 10 to 15 people to complete. After the first couple of weeks of Elder Scrolls Online, Dolmens were easy. Yeah. <laughs> and now everyone can solo it. Like you can solo it at uh, level 40. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's missing us if you ever listen <laughs> if you listen to us please, still please. maybe yeah <laughs> maybe um no i i agree and i think they've been doing a pretty good job like i said the world bosses they went back and up the difficulty a lot like they really did a good mm-hmm. job with that i'm just hoping they maintain that and change how some of the stuff works 
maintain the idea that this is still an MMO. Delves, I think yeah. delves are too easy. I think delves need to be oh, increased because yeah. delves were originally designed uh, the way they were talking about was delves were something that were like two people. Well, it doesn't take mm-hmm. two people. It, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a slight problem there. Like if you increase the delve difficulty to be two people again for the long time players, uh, then new players won't be able to do them. So that's one problem well, there. Well, this is what you, it's called incentive. All right, they need to work on how they do incentives for the game. Meaning there needs to be a reason <laughs> for old players to go back and do delves. And and there's actually yeah, that makes there sense. sort of is <laughs> if the if the uh if the uh the gear set is good in that area, but even that's kind of hit or miss mm-hmm. right now. There needs to be something really good like when you do a delve, you get a chest and inside that chest could be I don't know, crafting materials, perhaps, you know, mm-hmm. something that has a monetary value to it in, in game anyway, or a cosmetic value. Anytime you do a delve, there's a chance you can get a, a crown store item or a crown gem, yeah. like literally like a 5% chance. That anytime you do a delve, you can earn one crown gem or any, you know, mm-hmm. something that's like, Oh, I are one crown in general. Like it's just something that people can go, huh, I definitely want to do delves anytime someone wants to do a delve yeah. because there's a chance that I could get something that would benefit my character. Yeah. And Actually, by the way, you said crown gem, and that gave me a whole different idea. We've been talking about crown crates and how it would be nice to have them in the game. Yeah. I don't know, like tying crown, one crown gem, very, very small amount... Yeah. To a quite difficult content would be very satisfying. It would be. I know, veteran DLC dungeons, along with the transmutation GOD, for example, mm-hmm. or at least just for the golden one. Like, I'm going there just for the golden one, for example. You give one trans uh, crown gem. That would have been very nice, too. Yeah, you get one crown something... gem for doing vet yeah. dungeons or something like that. Or, you know... Yeah, no, I agree. That would be very helpful because then... Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, uh, it would make people do it. And in order to earn yeah. one of the big mounts, 400 dungeons? 400 times. That would yeah. that would be significant. And that's a solid grind. That is a solid grind. And... and and it would pay itself back because people need to be subscribed to do those dungeons. Right. Because they are DLC dungeons. Like You need to be subscribed or buy the DLC. Right. Or, or, uh, but either way, like you'll have to grind, and it, I feel like it would pay well, back. Well, I think it would because it might encourage people to actually buy crown crates because here's the thing. Think about it like this. You're farming dungeons. 400 is a lot, mm-hmm. right? And that's how many it yeah. is to get one of the, <laughs> the apex rewards. They only stick mm-hmm. around for a quarter, three months, right? Say you're getting close. Oh, I'm at 350, and it ends next. Well, screw this. I'm buying some crown gems. Maybe I'll – or crown crates. Maybe I'll get – enough to to move forward or you know see that might even make me buy crown crates because if i grind that much and i'm close i am not going to let it go to waste because i hate grinding like i i hate it religiously so i I wouldn't make let it go to waste yeah exactly i mean that would be something where it's like i'm so close i just need a few more crown gems Mm maybe i'll i'll buy a crown crate maybe i'll get lucky and if not i'll maybe get the gems i need to buy what i want 
Yeah. And and that's yeah. solid marketing trick right here, Zoss. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> and I know it, it probably will cut into their profits a little bit because some people won't buy it, but the people who aren't buying it aren't buying it anyway. You know. But someone who's like, I am so close to getting something. Okay, maybe I'll mm. buy it now because you know. I mean, isn't that what you basically did the last week? Oh, because I was so close to getting. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I got so many of the mounts that I wanted that I didn't get the one I wanted, but I'm like, well, <laughs> I have almost enough crown gems and these are the only ones I've actually liked. So yes, no, that is exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. If I wouldn't have had the the crown gems from before because I had bought so many of the uh, cosmetics that almost anytime I got free crown crates, it's like, you earn gems, you earn gems, you earn gems, mm-hmm. because there was nothing that I didn't already have. Um, <laughs> It was a matter of, yeah, I was so close to getting the one that I wanted. I'm like, I'm I'm just going to do it. And yeah, I wouldn't have done it if I would have been like, no, I don't have 400 gems. There's no way I'm going to get this. You know, I'm not going to do it yeah. on the chance. But knowing that, hey, I'm almost there. Yeah, no, I, I went for it at that point. Uh, so yeah, that actually did encourage me where it wouldn't. But um yeah that's kind of kind of where we're at there all right uh let's see do we have anything else yeah uh that kind of finishes that now oh ooh, the gameplay trailer Ooh, no i don't have that anyway let's talk about uh <laughs> i i should have actually grabbed that to show you guys but unfortunately i don't have it and i'm if i don't have it downloaded it's going to be a pain in the butt to actually <laughs> to actually do uh, so let's talk about the what you can actually get. If you pre-purchase this, you gain the Queen's Bounty Pack, right? Uh, similar to what they did before, which we'll look at here in a second, uh, as well as you get a copy of the Nightmare Sench and a bonus copy of Morrowind if you buy a digital purchase. So if you don't have Morrowind and you're going to buy this now, hmm. you'll get Morrowind as well. So here's the thing. Does, is it just the... Is this pre-order digital collector's edition pre-order or just pre- these are just pre-order any, bonuses? Any pre-order, well, the Morrowind is just digital. The other rewards are any kind of pre-order. Okay? In that case, I'm pre-ordering. Yeah. Any pre-order, <laughs> you will get the the uh, Nightmare Sench mount, which you saw in that video at the very end, the uh, thing it was ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. Um with that, you also get the, as I'm, I'm just going to pull this up here so that I have it, the Queen's Bounty Pack, which includes, and I just saw it a second ago, <sighs> the Court of Bedlam costume, the Pocket Salamander Pet, some treasure maps, one Sigic Vault crown crate, and experience scrolls. You get that just for pre-ordering, okay? Mm. Uh, you also get the Nightmare Sench mount for pre-ordering. Any version. Now, if you buy the physical versions of the game, you will not get those items until the the uh, until you get the physical copy. Um, yeah. The the Queen's Bedlam you won't get even if you digital until the till it comes out. You will get the Sench mount immediately though. So. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. And then, of course, there's the different editions, the standard edition, digital collector's edition, which is everything that the physical collector's edition has minus the physical awards. 
the physical awards include a Minfala statue, which is gorgeous. That is a su- that's such a cool looking statue. Yeah. That's why I have to have it. Razumdar journal, <laughs> a map of Somerset, and the exclusive steel box case for the game itself, which is pretty awesome. I do love steel box stuff, so uh, that's the physical. If you buy the digital collector's edition, okay, which I'm going to pull up in here, you will gain access to, as I pull it up, uh, Marwyn, the Nightmare Sench Mount, the Court of Bedlam costume, the Sigic Vault, Treasure Map, um, and the Pet Salamander. And there was some, oh, there it is, digital items. The digital items you will get when the game actually comes out include the exclusive mount, the Blood Shadow Wraith Steed. Interesting. The Fledgling Griffin Mini Pet. The Emote Pack from the House of Revelries. So whatever that's going to be. Um, an exclusive outfit style Divine Prosecution. And a Memento, the Sigic Scrying Talisman. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you get a lot of cosmetic rewards for some of this stuff, so yeah. that's pretty neat. I mean, the divine prosecution's all about elves, so I mean, it makes sense, right? They are bigots, but anyway, neither here nor there. Anyway, all right. So there you go, guys. That's what you can get. Obviously, the pricing varies depending on exactly what it is you are getting. I will say the physical collector's edition, which is the most expensive, is $95 with tax. It's I think it was $99.99 based on uh, Rich's interview at GDC. That's actually what yeah. it is. Basically, 90 Yeah, it's basically, but with taxes, I'll tell you right now, my, uh, and I'll pull it up here on my phone because I pre ordered already because why wouldn't I? Um, <laughs> where is it? There it is. My Amazon order, the Elder Scrolls Online Somerset Collector's Edition. Total uh, before tax, $89.99. Estimated tax, $5.40. $95.39 is how much it's going to cost me. Oh, you guys, don't, you guys don't have the taxes. Like, you don't see the numbers with the taxes at, at first. At first, no. Only at checkout. Yeah. So, I see. yeah. So, okay. and we only, uh, in Pennsylvania, we pay 6% sales tax. That's going to change depending on, if you're in the U.S., what your what your tax rate is. We're 6%, so there you go. That's why it's mm-hmm. 540. So, take that with a grain of salt. But the actual price is 89.99 U.S., <laughs> which actually, to be frank, is fairly cheap. I'm not gonna lie, like, cause their their collector's edition stuff are really, really nice. Yeah, I'm. To be honest, I might, I might just because when Morrowind came out, I wasn't working. I didn't have a job. I was unemployed. Yeah. So, I didn't buy it. I didn't pre-order it. I just got the standard upgrade. Yep. But now I have a job. Yep. So I, I'm thinking like you have went out I and bettered find... yourself. You now have, yeah, I, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> you have a little bit more of disposable income, hence playing game yeah. entertainment, and now you can afford to do what you want. I might just buy, you know, find more of in physical collectors as well somewhere, mm-hmm. and get this one, and like burn. I think some like half my. Hey. <laughs> But do I care? I don't yeah. know. Because I want to put these boxes next to the original Imperial Edition collectors there. Yeah, I think I, I, I have this that. Is, I have that right this now. Game, this game 
this game got its hook hooks in my heart so far deep, I man. Know, I, I know, I hear you. It's such an unresponsible choice to make, but I think I'm gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, buddy. I'm the exact same way. Uh, uh Wedeemer in chat says, I live in Cali, 10.8% sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, here's the thing. When I order these from online, I'll probably pay 20% customs tax. Mm. So that's going to hurt yeah. too. So that 89.99 plus shipping will probably be something like 100 110 for me. And plus 20% on that, so it's going to be like 130 around 130 bucks. Do you have to pay customs if in... someone else ships it to you? No. Uh if someone ships it as a gift, I think like if there's no uh billing on it, like if you didn't purchase it, yeah. At least they don't know you purchase it. Um, there is a chance you it just goes on as a gift. Okay. Which is why, like, we usually request from sites. Amazon doesn't do it because they are, uh, you know, a corporation that has uh, rules and laws. But if you are, for example, purchasing something from eBay, we usually request market as a gift. You know, don't put any billing information on it. Just market as a gift, mm -hmm. so you don't, you know, you have a chance to sneak it. Me, you and me can talk after this. Maybe I'll just buy it and ship oh, it to would... you. And then, oh, man, that, in which that, case, we might be able work. to avoid customs and things like that. So, yeah. you and I, we could talk after this. So, yeah, yeah if that's <laughs> something you're interested in, I mean, I could that buy it, ship annoying. it to my place, and then just take it and, like, ship it UPS to you or something. Mm -hmm. Which I think would be overall cheaper than the custom tax, because then it would just be a random Probably. box yeah. from <laughs> from me to you, you know? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, so... Yeah, yeah. We'll, we might be able to avoid some of this stuff. Anyway, the new Somerset Isle Prologue Quest. That was available as of the day of this announcement, which was, what, Wednesday of last week, I guess it was? So three days ago? I think it was Thursday. Thursday? Yep. That is now available for you to play. So it was starting March 21st at 5 p.m. You can now do the quest from the Mages Guild, which I already picked up, but I haven't started yet because of my need to do everything in order. Um, yeah, but yes, you actually can start the prologue quest that leads up to Somerset Isles. That is now available. It is in the crown store. It's free. It's one of those go to the quest starter location or whatever mm -hmm. and, um, pick up an item. It's free. Pick it up. And that starts the quest for you. All right. So definitely run out, pick that up from the quest starter and you'll be able to, you know, um, start that if you are interested in seeing that prologue uh this is over already but they had a free-to-play weekend actually it's not yeah uh yeah it is yeah, over. over it was over the week yeah actually, it was that yeah, weekend it, it was pretty much right off the bat so they did another free-to-play event for people who are interested in trying out mm -hmm. the game uh hopefully you know, people hopped in and see how good the game is, minus the uh, monetization. <laughs> um, but actually, considering how most games are, it's pretty much on par with everything else, with the exception of a few, like World of Warcraft, and that's about it. Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah, the game. entire gaming industry is going downhill with their monetization. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's actually so. starting to, we're starting to see some of that come back because people are starting to get sick of mm -hmm. it, and there's a lot, a lot. Yeah, EA, EA opened the box of Pandora. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yes, they did. And as much as I hate EA, I really got to go, thanks, EA. 
I know you're really kind of <laughs> douches, but you pretty much put a spotlight on what all of us have known for a very long mm-hmm. time about how crappy this is for the consumer, how anti-consumer yeah. it is. And now we might actually see some change that wouldn't have happened otherwise. So, well, Ark. The necessary evil. I know. <laughs> I think we're already past all the time we have. Yeah, how, how, how long has Hour been? and a half. Oh, and uh, we've kind of cool. finished the news, so we're going to pretty much end it here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Tales of Tamriel. We had fun talking about Somerset, and we will continue to do so over the next couple weeks as they start releasing more and more uh, information, which they said they're actually going to do. We'll see a lot of um, news articles and things like that to explain different things. So it'll be fun to see how, like, the skill line's going to work because I'm sure they'll do an expose mm-hmm. on that as well as jewelry crafting. So we'll get to talk about all of that here in the future. All right, Ark, where can people find you? Well, you can find me anywhere that is Arkanir. That is A-R-K-H-A-N-I-I-R. I'm on Twitter. That's one of the easiest way to contact me. I am on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Arkanir. I stream regularly now. I can finally say that. I've been saying, you know, I'm trying to, but now I can... So I'm streaming regularly. Um, if you want, if you want to send an email, uh, you can do so at arkanir@gmail.com. You can join my Discord, which uh, wouldn't I wouldn't be able to, you know, give you a link, but it exists. If you go find me on Twitter or Twitch, I can send you a link there. And yeah, pretty much it. There you go. Awesome, deed. Uh, of course, you can follow me at Agelos A G G E L O S underscore W F on Twitter. Uh, like Ark, I've been streaming more regularly. Uh, so definitely follow me there, twitch.tv slash Dungeon Crawler Network. Um, I stream as often as I can, which is normally two or three times a week, um, including podcasts. So I encourage you to follow that because we will have some stuff coming up here shortly. As what I said earlier, um, I am now an official content creator for ashes of creation so if you're interested at all in that game and our podcast we run there i encourage you to follow us on twitch because part of being an official content creator is being provided with game codes and alpha keys and stuff like that to give away to viewers so if you're interested in seeing that game definitely follow when i go live because once the nda drops that we're able to stream the alpha testing i will be doing that a lot uh, with our hmm. guild. So I encourage you to follow us here. And of course, if you're interested in ESO, that's pretty much what I've been streaming the most of, as well as a little BDO here and there. I tend to stick to MMOs almost exclusively because that's where my heart really lies. I don't really care for a lot of single player games. I feel like I'm wasting time. Uh, thank you for the follow hunt. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much where we're at. So Check that out. Everything we do, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com, listings of all of our podcasts, uh, as well as links to our social media pages, our YouTube page, uh, Facebook, all of that. Thank you so much, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And we will see you in Tamriel. All right. See you later. When Akatosh slew and he ripped his heart right out. He hurled it across Tamriel and the heart was
is heard to shout, Red Diamond, Red Diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red Diamond, Red Diamond, protect us till the The laughing heart sprayed blood afar, a gout on sear it fell, and like a dart shot to its mark down in an alien well. Magic effused the Lorcan blood to crystal red and strong, then wild elves cut and polished it down to chimel at a ball. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. When elves lost, learned to men, Akatosh gave the stone to Saint Alesh in token of her right to sit the throne. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end.